0: Hello and welcome to Case Reopen, the number one Detective Conan Rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Treese, and uh, joining me as always is Colleen. We're uh, we're both battling through this pandemic.
1: Yep, but uh, we've got Detective Conan here, and uh, at least it's good to be here to talk about that. A little uh, silver lining, I guess.
0: Yeah, a little escapism about grisly murders to... uh, Keep us away from the grim realities of the world. Thanks, Canon.
1: Right, yeah. <laughs> Conan's always here to, you know, just brighten our day with some, uh, some murders and people who get hung. <laughs> Lovely stuff, really.
0: That sounded like you were going like in a sexual manner. There are people that get hung. I was like, huh.
1: I was, I was trying not to, and then. I was like, because that's what happens in this episode. I was like, oh, great. This is going to come out really bad. Just ignore me. (laughs) Continue.
0: It's true, though. We're covering episode 98 and 99. The famous Potter murder case, which sadly did not have to do with Wizards. I was very let down.
1: But there was a Harry Potter in it, so it's partially true. You know, the dude with the beard. He was Harry.
0: Was it? Okay. Yeah, no. sure. I guess so. <laughs> he, I was guess he was a Harry Potter. Jesus. Um so this the first part originally aired on <laughs> April 20th, 1998, and the Conan's hint from last week is marbles.
1: Did you feel like marbles was a good hint?
0: I mean, there's a marble. I would see and it was plural huh. too, and there's only a singular marble, which is kind of BS.
1: That's right. And I feel like it made a bigger impact in the second part, which had a different hint. So, I don't know. Uh,
0: Yeah, I feel you there. Yeah. (laughs) So, Conan says that today's ceramics are peerless works of art. The case and deduction are worthy of kings. What kind of ego does (laughs) Conan have to say that, like, his show is worthy of kings?
1: Well, it kind of sounds like Kogro's ego. I feel like Kogro would say something like that.
0: Yeah, like, I enjoyed this two parter, don't get me wrong. But I don't know if it's worthy of kings, canon. Let's slow your roll here down a little bit.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, you're watching it, so it must be worthy of kings.
0: Kings and queens alike.
1: Yes, everybody. And court jesters, too. Let's not forget them.
0: Yeah. Well, it would be worthy of court jesters if Kyle was watching.
1: Oh, <laughs> Well, he'll watch it eventually, maybe.
0: He will, maybe. He's not. Uh, the episode begins at the Mori Detective Agency, <laughs> where Kogoro reveals that he received a phone call from Kikuemon. He sounds like a Digimon's name.
1: That's what I was thinking when you said that. I I didn't even catch it in the episode, but when you said it, I was like, oh, is that a Digimon? Is that like, uh, the one that Tai had? The baby form? Yeah,
0: this is what Agumon, uh, Digivolves into.
1: D yeah.
0: <laughs> Ron is impressed, but she actually has no clue who he is. Kirger explains that he's a national treasure and a folk artist that makes pottery. He then says that kokoe wants to meet him and his family at his residence on Saturday, and that he'll learn more details there. Conan says that it must not be an investigation if he wants Koguro's family brought along, but Koguro says that it might be for camouflage. Uh, And then we have this big explanation from Koguro to be like, hey, if you guys are with me, it doesn't look suspicious. And this just fits so poorly because the anime original right before this episode Had that exact same thing happen where he brought his family along for camouflage, and And it happened several times recently so this should not be a new concept that they're introduced to here.
1: I know I I felt that too. This is one of the examples of how order episode order is kind of important especially when you're introducing anime originals so yeah it kind of stuck out like a sore thumb.
0: (laughs) Yeah it was pretty ridiculous. The family then arrives at Kikuemon's place and are impressed by his art. Kikuemon denies being a national treasure as he's just a person, not a thing.
1: He's a Digimon.
0: <laughs> he is a Digimon. I'm a Digimon, not a thing. Please, I, I exist in yeah. the digital realm. Ron gives some sweet pound cake to the woman of the household, and Kagero asks Kikuemon if he's investigating an adultery case.
1: Oh, it was sweet pound cake. Sorry, maybe I misread it when I watched the episode. I thought it said sweet potato cake. I was like, oh, that's weird.
0: Yeah, I don't think that's a cake. I don't think there's a sweet potato cake. Is it? <laughs> Wait, look, let me go this. Maybe. Sweet potato cake. Is that a thing?
1: Because like, sweet potatoes Southern can be pretty sweet.
0: Southern sweet potato cake? Okay, well. Well, there you go. I thought it. Huh. Japan? Is that a thing in Japan? But,
1: uh, like, yeah, would it be Japanese? Maybe it Japanese? was
0: potato cake. Huh, Japanese double-baked sweet potato recipe. Wait, that's potato. Oh that's my like gosh. <laughs> uh, sweet potato okay. cake that tastes like Japanese sweet potato cake? Wait. Mmm, I don't know. As opposed to regular sweet potato cake. I feel like we have to look this up now. Let I me. Mean...
1: <laughs> yeah. So this hmm. is for when we start our Detective Conan cooking show. Uh we're going to be doing sweet potato cake.
0: <laughs> what episode was this, 99, 98, 98. All right, 98. We, we will figure this out. What happened here? <laughs> Cuz we we need the facts here. We can't get this wrong of all Oh things.
1: yeah, this is super important.
0: It is though. All right, there. You go. I see we're on. Just going to hand it over.
1: We're all about the truth and accuracy this on This isn't show. anything
0: special, but Oh, this must be Costella. And it says note Costella is sweet pound cake. Let me
1: Pound cake. Double check all here, right.
0: Costella cake. What is it? It's a kind of it's a popular honey sponge cake. So Alright, no no potato. So I'm glad we figured this out. Now I kinda want a sweet potato cake now. Keguro asks Kikuemon if he's investigating an adultery case, and Kikuemon explains that the woman actually isn't his wife but his uh, son's wife, and that she's been taking care of him all by herself. Unfortunately, both his wife and his son died in a traffic accident two years ago. I like how nonchalantly he delivers this like tragic backstory about his wife and son dying.
1: Yeah, very matter-of-factly. And it doesn't come up again. I thought maybe that would play into the the motive, or the at least the backstory of the murder, but... Yeah, that's pretty much it for that.
0: <laughs> so that's what I thought. So let me... I'm, I'm skipping ahead here, but uh, I thought that Kikuemon was the murderer. And I thought that the reason he killed her was to, like, he found out that she, like, tried to kill off his son and because she didn't actually love him or something. And she was just trying to get to the money. So I was like, mm-hmm. I've got the through line here. I'm going to figure out how this old... Old, increpid dude killed this woman, and uh, I was just totally off.
1: Right. Although, that wouldn't make for a bad case. Maybe there is one like that down the road.
0: There is a good case um, very much later on. I think we're like 200 episodes away from it, where there's there's like this person pretending to be an old lady that winds up committing the murder. That's like fantastic. Do you remember that? I think Hattori's uh, in it.
1: Uh, I remember one about, uh, it's a Detective Boys episode, and the old lady turns out to be Kaido Kid. Is that the one? Sorry, I'm spoiling no. things for people.
0: But that's a good episode, okay. too. Uh,
1: okay, you know like which one three, I'm
0: <laughs> It's a three-part episode I'm talking about. It's like the mermaid, it's mer- something mermaid related. Uh, and then there were no mermaids, episodes 222 through 224. It's the one where Hattori almost almost dies and falls off a cliff.
1: Oh, yes. Yes, that was such a good episode. Yes. Sorry, not because Hattori almost died, but yeah, because... No, uh, that's why. Uh, because
0: he almost died.
1: Okay. I know that I haven't been the biggest fan of Heiji Hatori, but I don't want him to die. <laughs> He's the one that gets injured in the, in the series the most, but um, I am all for him being alive. But uh no the case is really good. The yeah the the old lady makeup stuff. Yeah. Can't can't wait to get to it.
0: <laughs> She's supposed to be 130 years old, which is just ridiculous.
1: Yeah. But it is Japan.
0: What does that mean? It is Japan. Do people do people live at that <laughs> age in Japan? Is that just a thing?
1: <laughs> is it is that not a thing? Is longevity not a thing in Japan? I feel like
0: average life span in very long. country. Let's figure this out. I feel oh, like wow. they've had
1: emperors that They're lived a long two. time. Number 2.
0: They're number 2 in life expectancy. So you're correct. Um they okay. live to 84.5. Number 5. 1. Hong Kong.
1: Yeah.
0: Singapore is number 3. Oh, Switzerland, okay. 4. Italy 5. Let's see where Canada is. Number 14. <laughs> And then okay. the United States is way down in the list, number 35. So. Huh. We're not doing too great. China's <laughs> at 54. Let's see who's very last. Central African Republic.
1: Like, Antarctica. <laughs> Central African uh, Republic, okay.
0: Yeah, and then right above it is Lesotho and Chad. I just like that Chad is very low chad nobody likes you chad you li- unless we have listeners from chad i'm sure it's a lovely country but uh yeah chad's just a, a bad name for a man yeah, not a country no
1: offense but yeah chad's no chad and brad
0: well, what are you against brad you what know you're brad
1: brad is the stuffy soap opera guy who thinks he's all that and a bag of chips what if he is
0: all that that's who and Brad a bag is. Of chips.
1: Well, he should be more humble about it. Yeah, Brad and Chad. See, if I was gonna
0: change my name, it would probably be to Brad. Oh yeah. Yeah. What if
1: Kyle changed his name to Brad?
0: <laughs> Brad Bradford. <laughs> Brad. I don't like that. Brad the Brad Bradford's here. That'd be. If amazing. he ever has a kid, I'm gonna make him name it Brad.
1: Yes, please do that.
0: And then his middle name has to be The Brad.
1: I think he'd hate you, but...
0: <laughs> it's fine, he already hates me. The Brad. <laughs> uh, says tells Koguro that he actually called him here to give him some advice, and he says that there have been some obvious flaws in his recent deductions. Masuko, who is his daughter-in-law, then interrupts and tells Kakuemon to just admit that he's a big fan of Koguro. Kakuemon <laughs> comes clean, and his two apprentices then enter the building. Uh, first is Arita who is 36 and showing rapid progress, and he's joined by Saito, who is 35 and has been has lately been slowing down his pace. Masuko tells Saito to get a grip as he's supposed to become the sixth Kakuemon. It's then explained to Koguro that the Mon name is handed down from the master each generation. There's been five generations of Kakuemon going.
1: Let's see. I guess that makes sense. There's been five seasons of Digimon or more? Well, if you're counting the new series, there's been a lot more.
0: How many Colleens have there been? Do you get passed down like the Colleen of Canada? Since there's only one of you,
1: there's only one Colleen in Canada. Yeah. So when I die at the age of the ripe old age of 138, um, that name will be passed down to somebody. They're probably not even born yet.
0: Oh wow! The apprentices then ask what piece of pottery Koga has chosen. And Kikuemon tells Koguro that he wants him to have one of his pieces and wants him to choose it himself. He tells Koguro to pick anything in the room, and Masuko says that anything here is worth several million yen, so he can't get wrong. Ron tells her father to show some restraint and not to be greedy, so he says that he'll just take the teacup that he's currently using. Kikuemon and his apprentices are both shocked by his pick, and Kikuemon says that it's just as he expected and that the great detective has a good eye.
1: I'm sorry, it was like a total accident. <laughs>
0: Kumemon announces that he has won the bet and explains that everyone in the house placed bets on what piece he'd choose. He says critics raved about the teacup and that he had no intentions of giving it away to anyone but will gladly give it to Keguro. Uh Koguro then looks it over and Conan's just bewildered that uh, Koguro mm-hmm. managed to get this by accident.
1: I don't know. Would you have chosen? Would you have taken Ron's advice and sort of played it low key? Be like, okay, I'll take the teacup or. Would you actually try and go for a boss or vase or
0: well, I think of the Indiana Jones scene where he picks like the shitty looking cup rather than like a goblet and that winds up being the correct thing so I would yeah. i would I would probably pick that because when has Indiana Jones ever led me astray in life
1: in the fourth movie
0: Hey man he taught me to go into a refrigerator if an atomic bomb was going to get off. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was an excellent part in that movie. And thank you. That's about it. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I love Indiana Jones.
0: Kikuyamon then asks Masuko to show Koguro his latest work, a jar called the Fusu Amaru. She goes to fetch it from the storage room. And then Kikuyamon asks his apprentice where his other apprentice, Utani, is. They tell him that Utani is next to the kiln, and Kikuimon decides to visit him there with everybody else. Ron asks how much the teacup costs, and Kikurimon blows Kogura's mind by saying that it's worth ten million yen. And Kagura's like, that's a thousand thousand yen bills. Like he just can't comprehend it.
1: It's <laughs> amazing. Why why bother like calculating that? I guess he's just used to seeing thousand yen bills instead. Although he's had jobs that paid him really well, or maybe those were all anime original cases.
0: Yeah, I think he he has made a couple million before, but for like just as a gift and not for work, that is a ton of money. Oh, for sure. Once at the kiln, uh, Kikumon Asutani, how's it how's it going? And he says that he'll finish firing by dinner time. Karen asks about a pile of pottery, and is told that it's the remnants of what Masuka broke. Sato explains that she has a keen eye, and if they can't get her approval, then the master doesn't even get to see their work. Kakuemon says that she's the one that caught his son's eye, and that was who he was going to pass his name to, so he's having her choose his successor. Arita says that she's been unusually strict lately, and Sato says that she's only passed two of his pieces this month. Meanwhile, Utani hasn't passed once in the past three months, so... They're having a rough go. Uh, Colleen, did you ever make pottery like this?
1: Uh, no, not like this, not this type or like the spinning clay one. I did take a sculpting class once, but um, we just like used clay, and um, I think we had a had to do like a burlap and and whatever like clay kind of watery clay substance to make sculptures, but never pottery, unfortunately. I'd like to try it though. It seems interesting.
0: Yeah, in like uh sixth grade I made a pencil case in school, or like a a cup to hold pencils and stuff. We had oh, okay. it. We, we got the like Do you still sc- have it? You uh yeah, I found it a couple months ago it was still still intact. Um, I don't think it's, it's probably in a box right now. Not really something I'm proudly displaying. Maybe it's
1: worth 10 million yen.
0: Yeah, once the show blows up, then, uh, then I'll definitely put it on the market. You can get a a Tyler Trace original.
1: One of a kind. The only one in existence. (laughs) Is it decorated at all? Did you have to, like, paint on it?
0: Uh, Um, I think, yeah, I think it's painted, but it's not, like, a fancy, I think it's just different colors. I don't think it's, like, a fancy, uh, work of art. Like I said, it was in grade school, so it wasn't exactly my magnum no. opus.
1: No, but it's fun to look at that stuff when you find it. It's kind of nostalgic.
0: Kurimon examines Utani's shattered pottery and says that a misgiving of the soul is showing in it. With that attitude, even the pottery you make will be tainted, he explains. I kind of thought Utani was suspicious here, because I was like, man, his bad vibes are showing in his work. Who are you? Like, nothing's actually happened in this episode yet, but were you picking up any suspicious vibes from anybody?
1: I was, but I don't have a really good reason for it. I was suspicious of uh, Sato.
0: Just woman's intuition, huh?
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Definitely. Um, But uh, I feel like there was something in the episode, either a look that he gave or something that he did really quickly that just, uh, just made me think that he was up to no good.
0: Just like a polished mirror in still water, if your heart is calm, things will naturally... Kakuremon is then interrupted by a scream, and everyone recognizes it as Masuko, and they run to the storage room to check on her. Thankfully, she's okay, but the Fusue Maru is broken on the ground. She profusely apologizes, and says that when she went to climb the ladder, she suddenly fell... Kakumon isn't bothered by it and says that it's fine as nothing in this world keeps its shape forever. I thought he was going to, like, lash out at her and be super pissed, but he was surprisingly understanding. And that's when I was like, this guy has to be a murderer because there's no way he would be this calm. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's pretty chill.
0: He then tells the apprentices to clean it up so Masuko can start preparing a meal for Koguro. And he says that he's going to rest until dinner time because he's tired. Arita then jokes that it must be Yutani's curse, since his work is always being destroyed. Kiger offers to help clean it up, but Sato tells him to leave it to them and to go to the living room. Conan then finds a small marble on the floor, and the show cuts to dinner. We see a visibly drunk Masuko who's laughing, and she asks for even more liquor. Even Kagura is kind of taken aback. He's like, damn, girl, you're really wasted. You're like white girl <laughs> right wasted right now.
1: Yeah, he's just like, you're worse than I am. She did get quite rowdy.
0: No, no, she didn't. Um, He's told that when she drinks, her personality changes, and Ron asks if it's okay if they take the teacup. Masuko says that it's fine, as Kakuiman doesn't have much longer in the world, and that he can't make many more. Yutani starts to stand up for his master, but Kakuiman says it's true, as he can only make two or three pieces a year that are up to his standards. Kagura finds that odd, as he released ten pieces last year, and Masuko quickly changes the subject to Kogoro's cases. They ask to hear about the Moonlight Sonata case and the Miss Goblin case, but since Kogoro can't actually remember them because he was knocked out by Conan, he brings up his reunion again. <laughs> when informed he already told them about it and the Museum and Magician cases, Koguro is at a loss as to what to talk about. Conan then remarks that those were the only three cases where Kogoro was actually awake when they were solved. Poor Kogoro.
1: Oh, this was such a good scene, though. <laughs> Yeah, poor Koguro, but uh, Conan's uh, off-to-the-side comment was hilarious.
0: Masuko eventually passes out. Ron tries to wake her and get her to go to bed. but Kakurimon explains that nobody can wake her up when she's drunk. Irita then carries her off to bed, and the party continued after that, and we see Koguro tying his tie onto his head and just acting like a fool, which is really fun. And then Conan says that in just a few hours, a tragic incident would occur. Some dark tones here.
1: I always find it interesting when Conan adds uh, kind of foreshadowing into the episodes because it it makes it sound like he's just retelling all of these cases as if they've happened in the past rather than it it being like a current timeline. Uh, I mean, they don't always do this, but sometimes... It uh, it appears, and I guess it's an interesting device.
0: Yeah, narration's definitely rarely used in Conan. We don't get that too often. So that's... It is interesting when they choose to employ it.
1: Yeah, because, uh, I mean, they do it for a case that spans some time. When Conan's like, oh, and then the following week, this happened. But in this case, he didn't even have to do this. So it kind of plays with your mind as to when is everything happening, essentially, that Conan's actually telling us something from the past.
0: The next morning, Conan awakes and notes that it's already 8am. Kakuimon asks Utani to wake Masuko up, and uh, everybody's all awake except for sleeping Koguro, living up to his name. Utani (laughs) says that Masuko's bed is empty, and they wonder where she went at such an early hour. They then try to call her cell phone, but they don't get a response. They then hear another pot break in the storage room and run towards it. After they open the door, they find Masuka's body hanging from a noose in an apparent suicide. So we, we finally have the murder occur, Colin.
1: Yeah, been wondering. Uh, I actually wasn't sure who the uh, the victim would be in all of this. I didn't remember this case at all. I mean, I remember the old guy for some reason, but I didn't remember the plot. Did you remember this case?
0: Uh, Not really. Uh, Not a ton. And sometimes they kill the master off, like, you know, like that magician's case. The master is the one that died, so. And, like, the apprentices Mm -hmm. are the one that are suspect. So this is an interesting, you know, diversion from that. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Conan says that they might be able to save her if they get her down right away, and he tells everybody to hurry. The apprentices and and Kegura then get her down, but she's already gone. They decide to call the police, and Conan is perplexed after examining her legs, saying, how is it possible without that? Did you have any clue what he was referring to? Uh, no. (laughs) Yeah, even looking back on the episode, I have no clue what he's talking about. Is he talking about, like, not having a step, or, like, like, other than that, I can't think of what other thing would make it impossible.
1: Yeah, not sure. Although that, uh, that image of her hanging from the ceiling was really scary yeah it was just the way that it was uh, animated one of the scariest scenes I think we've seen thus far
0: police arrive and Megary gets testimony from everybody he says that the pottery must have broke when she used it as a step to hang herself. Megory then gets annoyed at Conan for examining the body. Then yells at Kogoro for showing up with yet another dead body. Wherever you go, there are always corpses. He yells out. I always love when Megory starts yelling at Kogoro for just being a bad almond.
1: Yeah, it's it's such a running gag by now, but it's so true. Like, he has no reason to be there, in in Megory's mind at least. He just probably sees this as like, why are you constantly around? Do you know that something's gonna happen?
0: A police officer tells Megary that nobody climbed the top beam, and that the ladder doesn't reach the beam on the ceiling either. Due to this she must have tied something to the end of the rope and thrown it over the beam. Conan asks if she would use such a precious thing to commit suicide, and the apprentices explain that not only are mon's pieces stored here, but theirs as well so it's likely that she broke one of theirs instead of the master. Kagura explains how clean the room is and is told that it was clean recently. So Meguri says that the only mystery is the gaping wound in her calf and that there's a lot of blood on the floor. Kagura says that maybe her first attempt failed and that she fell to the floor cutting her foot on the shards of the first pot. However, Ron says that they only heard one breaking sound and Kagura theorizes that she tried while everybody was asleep. Utani wonders why she would commit suicide and Kikuiman mon says that must have been over her accidentally breaking the fuzi Yomaru. Maru. that makes sense to Kenan, he still isn't sure that it's a suicide. What did you think, Colleen? Did you figure it had to be a murder?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, it was maybe like a 50-50 shot. Who knows? Kogoro could be right one of these days. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, No, it was definitely murder. M- murder was a foot.
0: Well, see, I think the, the smart thing Kenan did was one of the very first episodes was the Yoko Okino case with her boyfriend, where he makes- It's a murder that looks like a suicide, so they always have that like little bit of chance that it could actually be a suicide after that. That's kind of always in the back of my mind.
1: Yeah. One of these days, it's actually going to be a suicide. And then uh, they're going to wrongfully accuse somebody and put them in jail.
0: Connor then purposely steps on a piece of glass and says that he came here in a hurry, just like Masuko. They notice that her shoes aren't anywhere, and Conan notes that it's weird that her feet aren't dirty. Meggie checks her feet, and Conan theorizes that somebody carried her there. With the possibility of murder brought up, everyone near the storage room are now a suspect. So we end on a, a pretty intriguing note of
1: mm-hmm. it
0: stopping looking like a suicide and it being a murder. You said you were suspicious of Sato early on. Was he still your key suspect here?
1: Uh, I probably wavered a little bit between him and um, Kakuemon just because I feel like he might have Kakuemon might have had a better motive. That was the other thing. The entire time I wasn't sure what the motive was if it was one of the three apprentices. Um, But uh, yeah, those two were the most suspect in my mind.
0: The part at the party where um, Kigeru knew that he had sold ten pieces, and the guy thought he had only sold like two or three. That that definitely made me think like, oh, maybe, uh, maybe that their stuff was being sold. But I thought maybe because I thought it was Kikume who did it, so I thought maybe it was like his plan that he was like using his apprentices and taking advantage of them to uh, sell their work, and and like maybe mm-hmm. she found out and he wanted to quiet her. So I just I, I kind of had like the right idea, except yes. for I. Pended on the wrong person, right? I just can't take it Although in me to see a thinking... woman as devious and evil, you know,
1: right? Because that never happens in Conan. So yeah, she was wrongfully, wrongfully killed. Of course, <laughs> I guess that was the other thing. Um, at least for the first little bit, she was, uh, pi- like painted as quite a nice person. I mean, when I heard that she was, uh, or is the daughter, or was, I guess, the daughter-in-law of Kukuamon, and she just decided to keep living there and taking care of him. I was like, hey, that's a pretty nice, decent thing to do. I mean, you're not obligated anymore to do that. So uh, just on that fact, I was like, okay, I'm wondering why someone would want to kill someone like that.
0: But it's often the nice people that wind up being the worst of all. You know what they say, innocent, but are suspicious yet... In, I don't know, fuck.
1: <laughs> yeah, they say that.
0: Yep, that's exactly what they say.
1: That's exactly what they say.
0: Exactly. Uh, next kind of hint is lipstick. Colleen, as a woman, were you excited that lipstick was the clue?
1: Um, I don't know if excited is the right word. I guess I felt like this was in my wheelhouse. Um,
0: What if it was shoes or handbags, purses?
1: Uh, no, not necessarily. I don't know. Uh, I did think that lipstick was a better hint than the marbles thing. Uh, Although now that you're recapping the episode, I can see that the marble did make an appearance a few times. I just felt like the lipstick one was like super obvious. So um, it was, I guess, in that respect, a better hint than the marble. (laughs) (laughs) Just the the thought of lipsticks and (laughs) shoes and handbags. You're like, oh.
0: Cannon says, next time there's a pitfall you can't see. And then another voice chimes in and says, if we can't see it, we won't find it.
1: Yep, yeah, th- those are good words to live by.
0: <laughs> it's true. It-, it is a true statement. Uh, we move on to episode ninety-nine, the famous powder murder case, part two. This originally aired April twenty-seventh, nineteen ninety-eight. Conan starts it off by saying, "Today is the conclusion to the ceramics case. There are no cracks in Conan's deductions."
1: Ha <laughs> ha! I don't know. It was funny. You're not amused.
0: Meguri asks Utani if he pretended to wake up Masuko and then hung her. The apprentice denies this and says that he was only gone 10 seconds to check her room. Saito then explains that he left the room to make a phone call with the others. And Kukue Mon says that he always made Masuko keep her phone on her so that they could concentrate on their work without any distractions. As such, she would decide on dealings of their works and would schedule exhibitions. Megui says that it is odd that they found no phone near her body, and another officer says they found the phone in the victim's room, and it was under her futon. Sato explains that she used her phone as an alarm clock, and that she kept it by her bed. However, it was turned off, so there was no sound even if somebody called it. It seems like everybody has an alibi, so says that it was a suicide and she didn't have any shoes on because she wasn't in the right state of mind. If she had walked on the stones in the yard, then her feet wouldn't get dirty as well. Adding credence to this theory that she committed suicide is that she did the act where she broke the Fushimaru and that the room has rope for shipping.
1: Do you think if she didn't- if she actually walked on the stones, uh, her feet wouldn't get dirty, though? That's the one thing I was like, wait a minute.
0: They're pretty nice stones.
1: (laughs) pretty nice- keep them clean. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Alright. I have no issue with that. Oh, okay. I- I just questioned that part of his theory. But then again, Kogoro is completely wrong, so I guess it doesn't really matter.
0: <laughs> Megari says they need to investigate the storage room some more, and tells them all the wait in the house's large room. Conan still doesn't believe it's a suicide, as there are too many odd points, including the marble that he found. Kogoro then grabs Conan's hand to see what he's got, but it's just a marble, and he dismisses it as a kid just playing around the marble falls out of Conan's hand and over near Ron's thighs. And so we get a scene where Conan's crawling underneath the table and Ron's like, what are you doing? And she gets embarrassed. Um, And then he points out the lipstick mark on the wall and we see that it's still fresh enough to come off to his hand when he touches it.
1: Now, did you think that Conan was being a perv or did you actually get what he was looking at?
0: Uh, I could see it both ways. I could see him being like, ooh, thighs. But uh, I did see the mark, so I figured he was okay. being distracted by clues rather than a hot girl. Because right. Conan's too stupid. What was the line that uh, that his father said? that Or he said about his father that a mystery dork focuses too much on cases to cheat or whatever. So yeah, I don't feel he- like sexual desires are on the top of his mind.
1: Yeah. And he wasn't blushing or anything either, so that's... A a giveaway that he probably had the case on his mind. Although, if this were Kogoro, that'd be a different story, maybe. Well,
0: Kogoro wouldn't get horny over his own daughter, Colin. Come on. This isn't that type of anime.
1: Well, there was that one manga uh, page, but we're not going to go into that.
0: Kevin then darts out of the room, knocks a police officer off the pavilion, which I thought was really funny, and then runs to the storage room, (laughs) Once there, he asks Megary where the body is, but it has been taken to the police hospital. Conan then notices a round drop of blood and says that he's found the evidence that the culprit forgot to hide. He then says by using this method, the criminal doesn't need to be there to commit the crime. He then climbs up a shelf to find the key evidence and Megarry tells him that they didn't find anything up there. However, Conan looks inside a pot and figures it out before climbing down. He's now narrowed the culprit down to two people. And says that he they still have the proof on them. So with uh, Conan finally having the proof, who do you think did it?
1: Uh, yeah, I think uh, my my suspicions went back to Sato. But again, I don't have a clear justification as to why. Um, I'm curious though who the other suspect was because Conan never goes into the alternate person. So I wonder who the other one was.
0: Utani is mentioned later on as the other person that could have made the phone call.
1: Oh, okay. Does he say that? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because he goes to wake her up. Remember? True. So he's the
0: only other person that has time to do an action.
1: Yeah. So, uh, what about you? Were you still sticking with your theory that it was the, the old man?
0: Yeah. I still thought it was the old man, but I had no clue how he did it. I was completely lost as to what he did to kill her. But I st- I still thought he yeah. was suspicious.
1: Like, he probably couldn't have uh, carried her up there. He'd probably use, like, a system of pulleys or something to get her up there.
0: Uh, everyone else then arrives and asks how long they'll have to wait in the large room as they're hungry and want to change clothes. Conan then begs Magarine not to let them, as that will get rid of the proof. And Kagura punches him in the head for pestering the inspector, as it's clearly a suicide. Uh, Kenan then decides to knock out Kagura. I thought it was kind of fun how he distracted him here. Um, There's a little bit more of a back and forth between them.
1: Yeah, and, like, he used a different angle. It's very good.
0: After uh, knocking him out, he positions his speaker on the back of his collar. Kogura then begins his deduction show and says that he found proof that the culprit couldn't hide completely and that this is, in fact, a murder. Kikuremon is excited that he gets to see sleeping Kogura himself and calls it an honor. So... This is when I was back on the thing, and it was Kakuimon, because I was like, oh, maybe he really wants to test his skills against Koguro. Because I don't know if we've had an episode like that yet, but I think in the future there are a few episodes where somebody's trying to, like, commit a crime in front of Koguro because they want to, like, just as a point of pride to, like, oh, I've done it in front of him. And I thought maybe this was the first Mm -hmm. time that happened.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Because I think there are definitely cases where uh, the murderer uh thinks that they've committed the perfect crime so they want to test the police but i don't recall when where it's specifically that they want kogoro to be the one that almost like witnesses or uh investigates afterwards so that's really cool i think that. oh don't don't
0: quote me on this i think that happens but with like 1000 anime episodes i probably have a decent <laughs> chance of being right but i can't remember off the top of yeah, my head for sure now that i Trying to think about it. Kegger then says that his suicide talk earlier was a lie to catch the culprit off guard and to ensure that they didn't get rid of the evidence. Kenan then says that the evidence is a strange blood drop and then points it out. Megary finds the blood odd because not all the blood is from when she was carried. Uh, Megary says that it was hard to notice because it was mixed, but there is another kind here. The shape of the blood when it hits the floor depends on how far it falls. The higher it falls, the larger the diameter and the splatter pattern becomes more pronounced. So we get a quick little science lesson here, and we learn that the blood stain was caused by blood that fell every 1 meter, Rather than the fifty centimeters where they carried her body at. So, did you like this impromptu science class? I always like it when we learn something from Kevin.
1: Yeah, me too. I liked I like I like when they add the little diagrams and sort of the lines explaining things. Yeah, not that it'll necessarily come in handy in my real life, but it, it's always uh, something you learn. <laughs>
0: Kagura says that the culprit carried Masuka to the top of the shelf and had the rope placed around her neck and tied it to the beam. This way, when she woke up, she would lose her balance and strangle herself. The loud noise everyone heard were from pots that were placed directly under her. Death was virtually instant and all that is needed is for her to kick the pots for it to look like a suicide. This was done to guarantee the culprit's alibi, as they were actually in the large room with everybody else. Meguri asked about the wound on Masuka's leg and he explains that there is a nail sticking out from the top shelf, and it likely cut her when she lost her balance. There was also blood near the shelf as she tried to hang on there. This was all something that the culprit didn't expect, and they were likely shocked when they saw it. That's why they made sure to place the body near it to hide blood with blood. So I thought this was cool how the culprit had to think on their think on the fly and kinda change their plans at the last second.
1: Yeah, it always impresses me when um, they do get to that moment and the culprit is there and they see the the scene with everybody else. And if they notice that something went wrong, they try and quickly cover it up. And it's really interesting how they're always able to come up with something just on the fly, like you said.
0: To the surprise of everybody, he accuses Sato of being the murderer, except for Colleen. The surprise to everybody except for Colleen. He was like, I knew it. I knew he killed
1: him. (laughs) I knew it was him. Uh, and actually, now that I'm recalling, I feel like the part that um, that explained that he, they were moving the body over, um, and Sato was one of the guys carrying her. I was like, okay, that kind of locks it in that he's the one.
0: Sato says that he wasn't the only person that left during the party, and asked why he would kill her in front of a famous detective. Kagura says that he had no other choice because Masuko broke the Fusiyamaru. He says that Seito placed the marble under the pot in order to make it prone to falling so that he could make the suicide look like it was due to regret. Meguri says that because Masuka took care of transactions, she was also in charge of storing the works. As such, it was a matter of time until she broke it. Last night was also the best chance as she got drunk at the party. Saito asked for proof. And Kogoro says that he still has it on him and tells him to flip over the back of his jacket. I always love these scenes where, you, where Conan's like, and you have the proof on you, and like people have to like take off their shirt and shit. Like This is always an epic yeah. reveal for me.
1: Yeah, the big reveal, and then they don't even realize that they've just dug themselves in a hole. Yeah, it was really good.
0: Meguri takes a look and he finds lipstick on Saito's shirt. Kagura explains that it it smudged while he was carrying her up onto the shelf. He then came back to the party as if nothing happened and made sure to uh, do that before she severed up. Kagura says that by the seats in the large room, there's also some lipstick on the floor as well. Saito says that it is her lipstick, but she fell asleep at the party and it must have touched his back accidentally.
1: Okay, this scene where he's explaining how it might have happened, I don't know, I found it really funny, because she's just lying there and kind of just, like, rolls over, like, boop, (laughs) and, like, touches him. I don't know, it's just a funny visual.
0: Koguro says that he has even better proof and asks Conan to bring out what he discovered earlier. Conan then drops a pot, which has a mobile phone embedded in it. Koguro explains that it was to wake her up when the phone rang, and that the custom pot has a false bottom with holes in it and a phone inside. Check the phone's number, then the police will have proof, as Sato called it this morning. Sato finally admits to the crime and asks Kagura how he knew it was him when the Utani could have also made the call. Kagura says that's correct, but Sato said something strange when he called. He said, that's odd, she's not answering. Well, they later learned that the phone was turned off. It should have never rang, so he should have gotten an error message. That convinced him that he had called another phone. And Seita goes, oh golly, darn. I guess I should have said the <laughs> phone isn't connecting.
1: <laughs> wah, wah, wah.
0: Arita says that he still can't believe that Saito killed Masuko and broke the Fusyamaru. He says that he could care less if it was broken into pieces, as it was actually a replica he had made and not the genuine article. He reveals that the real thing is stored safely elsewhere. To think, it was broken right in front of her. I don't think I could even trick her keen eye. I guess my skill has gotten pretty good. But that's the reason she was selling my pieces at a high price too. Saito reveals that she was selling his pieces off as Kikurimon's work to stupid rich people that have no sense of the work. Kikurimon shocked to hear this, so obviously he had no clue what was going on. Saito then says that he confronted her and instead of apologizing, she told him to thank her as it was junk made without a shred of creativity. He then says that his recent slump was on purpose, and that he didn't want to hurt Kakuyimon's good name further. However, she said if he didn't make any more, she'd kick him out. So he held it in. Uh, we then see Kakuyimon call Saito a fool, and then he just walks out of the room, which I really liked.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was so abrupt. I thought there'd be more to that.
0: Yeah, I thought he was gonna give like a big speech and like he was gonna teach his apprentice something, but no, he just calls him a fool
1: and then he walks away. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't even say like you have dishonored the Kikumon title or anything. Yeah,
0: Arita asks Saito why he didn't come to Kikumon about this, and he says that he couldn't tell him as his fakes were actually selling more than the real thing. Meguri then arrests him as everybody looks on. Uh, what did you think about this ending? Do you feel like he was justified for murder?
1: No, I didn't. I didn't really like the motive. So, the entire time I was wondering why, what's the motive here? Once it was kind of revealed that, okay, this lady was basically committing fraud and selling replicas as the real thing, I was like, okay, she's not as sweet and innocent as I had previously thought. But uh, his speech about, you know, him being an artiste and I had to do it because just nobody understands my art, and nobody respects it. I was like, alright, is it really something to kill someone over?
0: He should've just went to his boss and been like, hey, this is what's up. And that's why I called him a fool, because he didn't have to do this. I could've just, you know, that's right. dealt with this internally nobody would be dead and she'd just be cut out of the family, yeah. you
1: know? Kukuma was just like, who's gonna cook my meals now?
0: Yeah, you fool.
1: You fool. I have to get... Whatever. Do you have Uber Eats? <laughs> Uber Eats.
0: Yeah, we do. I don't think they had it in 1998, though.
1: No. Well, Japan might have. They had delivery people. Like, uh, people delivering food on bicycles.
0: After the ending song, Agasa is shown the teacup that is worth 10 million yen. He doesn't see the value, and Kagura says that appearances can be deceiving. The hot tea then burns his tongue, and he loses grip of the teacup, which goes flying in the air. It starts crashing t- down towards the ground as Agasa, Conan, and Ron dive to the floor trying to catch it. However, Kogo just yells, just kidding. And he reveals that he had the cup tied to a string and he starts to do his laugh. And uh, an annoyed Conan just says, for uncle, what you see is what you get. <laughs>
1: Did you like that ending, or were you annoyed? I loved it. Like the rest I thought of it was great. Okay. <laughs> I
0: thought it was great. I thought it was a really funny scene. I'm glad we got to see Gasa, because we haven't been seeing him much lately. And uh, yeah. it just seemed like... I'm kind of shocked that Kogoro would uh, play around with something worth that much money. Because, like, even... Man, you better have that. You better have the strings secured in case it comes loose, you know?
1: Yeah. No, it was definitely classic Kogoro. The only thing that might have made that scene better is while he's twirling the cup around it actually like slips out and he breaks it <laughs> that would have probably been the cherry on top for me Ooh, ha, ha, ha. oh no yeah ten million yen or whatever ten thousand yen bills ten <laughs> whatever he tried to convert it to
0: a thousand thousand yen bills
1: a thousand thousand.
0: So the uh, next Canon's hint is lemon pie. What kind of pie do you like, Colin?
1: Um, I like all of them. I like pumpkin, and cherry, and blueberry, apple. Maybe all but lemon. Like, I haven't had a lemon pie in a long time, ever.
0: <laughs> Kenan then says, next time, when you say first love, what flavor is it? And then Ginta chimes, chimes in saying, Unaju, of course, which is the uh, fried ale that he's obsessed with
1: of course that's what love is
0: <laughs> have you ever had fried eel
1: um i've had eel before i just don't think it was fried like uh, i've had it at sushi places
0: how was the eel
1: um i mean it's not not anything different like it because it, it was with a bun like it's as a I had it as a mocky roll, so I couldn't really distinguish it from any other type of fish. It wasn't particularly slimy or anything like that. I mean, it was good. Yeah. I don't think I'd eat as much as Genta, <laughs> but...
0: <laughs> What'd you think of the episode overall? Did you enjoy the tea parter?
1: I did. I, like, I know I just said that the motive didn't really do it for me, but... Uh, I liked the gags between Conan and Koguro. Um I kind of liked uh, the the whole setup of this is being at a Pottery Master's house, and again with like the apprentices. That always seems like t- an interesting dynamic, especially because this time around, it had nothing to do with the apprentices wanting to get back at the master. It was a little bit different, so um, it, it's also another take on you know, another piece of Japanese culture. So it's always nice to see that. Uh, But I, um, like one of the best parts for me was the actual, uh, the trick that the murderer used, you know, putting her on the top shelf and then she just rolls off and that's what uh, kills her. Like I thought that was uh, kind of inventive. I know it's a murder, so it's horrible, but uh, I thought the trick in this one was uh, pretty good what did you think of the episode or the two-parter
0: yeah i liked it i thought it was a a solid two-parter i thought uh there's a lot of intrigue i thought that they did a good job of keeping it open of you know it wasn't obvious who did the crime um you know i was wrong the entire time i'm like you so i don't have that good intuition i'm more like koguro i think i know it but then it's always wrong but uh yeah, I thought it was a really fun episode. I liked all the gags that you mentioned. I thought it was just a, a solid two-parter. Like, uh, well, probably not like my favorite episode, but like, uh, it wasn't a waste of time. It was a fun watch.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, would you say that this is a manga case or an anime original? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, we considering considering
0: <laughs> how much it clashed with like the anime originals that preceded it pretty clear like if this was an anime original it'd be like really poorly written
1: yeah um so there if you go down the conan wiki for this two-parter uh somebody actually made a list of those episodes link, and they link them back to what numbers they were they're all over the place like one was in episode eight another one was episode like 50 something so uh obviously timeline is not very important here <laughs>
0: Are you talking about um, the cases where they were used as camouflage or what exactly?
1: So the part when um, uh, at the party, Cogro was trying to tell them stories about the cases that he solved, but he can only remember the ones he actually was awake for and not the ones that um, Conan was the one who solved it. Uh, Someone had made a list on the wiki as to which episodes were being referred to, and they linked to those. Uh, episodes and one of them's like episode eight and another one like some of them happened really early on in the anime series so uh, the timeline is all wonky in the anime I feel like maybe the manga uh, has a different well it obviously has a different timeline but I don't know if it's like uh, it makes a little bit more sense because we don't have the the filler episodes in between
0: yeah it's not like you're trying to think of something that happened like 30 hours of programming ago it's just like a few chapters so yeah yeah it's definitely stranger with the anime and all, all of the uh filler so uh speaking of filler we're gonna get a, a like two hours of filler here next week <laughs> as we're gonna be covering the second movie which is called the 14th target are you looking forward to watching the second movie
1: I am. I haven't seen it in years, so I don't remember it that well. I'm sure once it starts, I'll be like, oh, okay. But right now, I, I'm i just excited to see it again.
0: Yeah, same. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and you can uh, follow podcasts on Twitter at Case underscore Reopened. Um, and if you're using Apple Podcasts, we'd appreciate it if you uh, leave a review or a rating. Does a lot to help boost yes, our
1: please.
0: Profile. Yeah, thank you guys, everybody, for listening. Um, I probably sound like shit because I'm sick. But, uh, yeah. So, we'll see you you're, next you're time. You're good.
1: Bye. Bye, and remember, one truth always prevails.